Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to the Thursday, February 2nd, 2023 edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Fiener Home and Cremations, Robert Field and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Punic Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. As we get into it today, uh, we will start off with, uh, I guess, an extended uh, signing day talk here because some more things happened yesterday after we got off the air, Colin. Yeah, still, uh, oh, there we go. Is my mic on now? Yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, a few more guys have uh, signed their national whatever intent to continue to play, not only in uh, football. There were Was it just one baseball or were there a few baseball guys From too? what I saw, I mean, we already talked about the other guys. They've been on the show. Right. That have committed. It was uh, Trevor Bohr committing to Frederick Community College, I believe, yep. FCC. Um, and then did we talk yesterday about Musselman, Ava Dunnigan? Yes. Yes. So that, and then last night, Baden Hartman uh, from Musselman, who could have played, according to his dad on Twitter, had opportunities to play both football and football, excuse me, football and and baseball at the next level, chooses to play football at Bethany College. He joins Hedgesville's Eli Faircloth, who will go up there as an offensive lineman, Um, and a lot of guys yesterday, so we'll go through it again. Eli Faircloth from Hedgesville, Tanner Matthew from Hedgesville, Oren Humphreys from Jefferson, Isaiah Fritz and Spencer Powell all to Shepard, Tanner Matthew to West Virginia Wesleyan. Uh, then we'll go over to Martinsburg, Jameer Hunter going to Fairmont State, Roman Pearson to Shepard, Brent Twilliger to Kick at Gannon University, Eric King to Bluefield State, and Cam Schausar, we already knew, will be a preferred walk-on at WVU. Ray Adamas signed to VMI. Alex Skaggs will play at Glenville State. And we just mentioned Baden Hartman at Bethany College. Gavin Jones from Spring Mills will join Musselman's Adamas at VMI. Um, then get one this morning from uh, Jefferson's Andrew Connor. He will play at Concord as well coming up next year. And there'll be more to come over the next few weeks. Yeah, quite a uh, you know list of players there that are getting opportunities to play at the next level. I know you guys uh, were at the Martinsburg and Hedgesville signing days yesterday. So, excuse me, just good to see uh, a lot of, uh, you know, talented players in the area and just, you know, guys getting opportunities to play at the next level. And it's definitely been, you know, an exciting time for EPAC football. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how all these teams replace this talent uh, do we see another very competitive year in the EPAC where things are very wide open or, or does somebody really separate themselves? Because, you know, there's quite a lot being lost at several schools. Jefferson's losing a ton. Musselman's losing a ton. Uh, really the teams that bring back the most, I mean, Martinsburg is always right there. We know they'll have talented guys on their team, but when you look at the rest of the EPAC, you know, Washington, there's not a whole lot their back that we really know about and we know they're losing some players uh to transfers 
and then um spring mills is very young so like maybe they are the team that next year we look at it as a number two heading into the year right now i mean hedgesville's there i think in some ways so but those programs that are muscleman and jefferson it seems like they are on another level so it should be just like really interesting to see i think because next year i think there's a lot of question marks with all the talent that's leaving the area this year for college yeah and the biggest question marks is two teams that last year made the playoffs will now have to search for new quarterbacks and that being musselman and hedgesville jefferson will still have a quarterback Martinsburg still has a quarterback. Yeah. Spring Mills still has a quarterback. Washington didn't really have a quarterback, but now with the new hiring of Terry Gray as the coach and going more towards a spread offense, they'll be searching for somebody that's truly a quarterback. So, yeah, kind of. I mean, you must forget like Murphy Clements, a quarterback, and he'll be back next year with how many different things he kind of had to do last year at times because of how well Ezra was throwing the ball and and just the fact that Murphy was coming off of that injury so you know I was almost like who's gonna be the starting quarterback for Martinsburg but then you remember they have Murphy Clement and not only him but they have the younger Fagan as well who could potentially get some time but like I've said in the past I don't know I think Murphy Clement's the best player in the state of West Virginia coming back next year so I would try to get hit the ball in his hands as much as possible if I uh, was looking at it from that perspective, but we will just have to wait and see what Coach Sherman and the Bulldogs want to do. Yeah, and I think you do see a little bit of him. I, you know, being down on that field, being down there for warmups. I think he, that Kai Fagan, I believe it's Kai Fagan. Yeah, and since Coy, uh, Nick just mentioned Coy, we haven't really brought up the fact that uh, I believe Kai, unless it got pulled, uh, I know three days ago he still has it as a pinned tweet. Looking at his Twitter right now. Uh, had an opportunity or got an opportunity to play at Shepard. So. Yeah, he hasn't announced his commitment yet. But that's somebody just to mention because we haven't mentioned him. And yeah, I know and uh, we're still waiting for Ezra. We mentioned that yesterday as well. He'll be committing sometime next week to where he's playing. And then you've already said a few others. Just yeah, I, I think everybody knows where Ezra's going to commit to, but that's nothing's yeah. written on paper, nothing's set in stone yet. But yeah, Kai Fagan, what he did post on Twitter uh, three days ago was that he's great for the opportunity to play at the next level. Thank you at Rams Football, at Coach Jay Keller, at Coach Luke Wright, at Coach McCook. So he, he does have an opportunity to play for Shepard. We'll, we'll see if that's still there. We understand that uh, at least one player from Shepard was thinking about going, or one player from Martinsburg was thinking about going to Shepard, and things may have changed from what we understand, uh, but we'll we'll see how things progress down the line, and it just depends on, you know, does the transfer portal, re, when it reopens up after spring ball, do people want to play football there? I mean, it, some guys are going to be in that wave, you know, we see that at the end of school, sometimes kids are not too sure where they're going, and you can really enroll at a school until, you know, time yeah. is time so, until it's time to start so i mean it'll be interesting to see where things go avion blackwood from martinsburg also i believe has an offer from shepherd or did at one point have an offer from shepherd so we'll see where that goes i would from what i've been seeing we talked about this a little yesterday he's still trying to maybe hoop in college too so i don't know if he's fully decided on what he wants to do in college but a lot more signings or commitments to happen over the next few weeks yesterday was just kind of the the day that everybody lets it be known where they want to go if they have 
decided already is kind of the best way to put National Signing Day because you still see a lot of players making decisions after that that have not made decisions, and then some people may end up somehow, if they're not if they haven't signed an NLI, they can back out, I believe. There's a there's, sure. they have not yeah, signed a, if they're committed to a school they can uncommit from a school and you know what I'm saying yeah I, believe I, I don't be, know what it I believe that to now be is with an NLI though is what I was trying to say yeah so but an NLI I believe is only for Division One school I don't know if D two does NLI Gerald did you sign an NLI well I didn't sign any but some of my friends did sign some NLIs so, to Shepard um yeah. Okay, I think D two might do it. I think that's it. I think yeah, it's because right. if you're getting any money from the from the school for athletics, right. I believe you have to sign an NLI. But if you aren't getting that much, then things change. But obviously, it was a very busy signing day yesterday, and it'll continue to be busy over the next few weeks. Let's talk. Uh, let's transition into high school hoops. We'll have some high school hoops here on Talk Radio WRNR TV ten WRNR TV tonight. Uh, that's at Martinsburg as they host Spring Mill. Spring Mill is the top team here in the EPAC and. One of the top teams in the state, 13-0, 6-0 in the conference. And they played Martinsburg before this season on January 5th. They won 71-29 to at the Cardinal Coliseum. But this time it will be, excuse me, it will be at the Martinsburg Fieldhouse. So should be an interesting matchup tonight. And uh, as Coach Goss goes for his 101st win. Before I get into that, and I didn't want to interrupt you to get you mad but nick kind of briefly touched on it and i wanted to make sure it was fully out there that uh you and i spencer went to hedgesville's and martinsburg's national signing day events at the schools yesterday got some interviews with the uh players as well as coaches so for those that um are fans of hedgesville and martinsburg and did not get to see the uh signings we have it on our youtube page wrnr tv on youtube the uh videos with the interviews and them signing so you can go there to view them we also have the links uh both shared to our facebook and twitter pages yeah but, uh, good one there it, in, into spring mills martinsburg tonight on the girls basketball side uh it, it should hopefully be a little bit more competitive i know martinsburg uh a little bit down right now obviously frustrated with two very uh heartbreaking and close losses in their past two games one at the buzzer against uh fairmont senior losing over the weekend and then in overtime uh one at the buzzer allowing a shot to tie the game and then two losing in overtime against a regional rival in jefferson now having to go play the undefeated spring mills cardinals it's tough It, it hurts your confidence and going into this one you need all the confidence if you want to compete but i still think martinsburg defensively will put up a battle maybe compete for the first quarter or so but i think spring mills obviously will run away with this one they seem far and above everybody else in the conference yeah it does seem to be that way and and when you look at the well first of all i think it would just be cool to see uh, this cardinals team because we haven't seen them in quite a bit uh, so to see how they've improved since early in the year when we got to look at them uh, and now that they are really clicking at a high level uh, playing you know their best basketball it seems like um, you know it'll be good to see they did have kind of a closer result against Mercersburg Academy last time out so I don't know if that boy if that helps Martinsburg I think it got to help your confidence a little bit 
that this team's at least played a closer game than really we've seen all year out of the Spring Mills Lady Cardinals. But um, it also could mean that maybe Spring Mills will be like, okay, well, this is an EPAC game. We know we can't mess around, even though this Martinsburg team, from a talent perspective, isn't probably on the same levels as Spring Mills. Uh, but they've shown to be tough. They've shown to, you know, have a lot of heart. And uh, they have, you know, the height advantage down low. So if they can, uh, you know, get their post play established, that is one thing that Spring Mills lacks is a true post presence, which Martinsburg does have the advantage here tonight. So that is one thing that could potentially keep the dogs in the game. But overall, um you, know, you look at this matchup, and, and I would still think that Spring Mills wins big tonight, but um, it's still an intriguing game to watch because if you haven't seen this Spring Mills Cardinals team, uh, they are a very talented team. They're a fun team to watch. they got a lot of different players that can score in many different ways, and they're young, so I think there's a lot of uh, still potential for this team moving forward, which has got to be exciting for not only Coach Goss, but for really the area because they are trying to do something that hasn't been done in this area and that's winning the state tournament yeah i think that's a big thing to say but i mean i at the rate that this you know barring something amazing happening this will be the section one championship matchup uh here in a few weeks yeah so you know martinsburg even though they're not going to win the section because most likely most likely not going to win the section is they'll still be in the regionals and they'll have to face Jefferson or Musselman or Washington, depending who comes out of that as the winner on that side and will host. So it'll, it's well, definitely... If you're Martinsburg, I mean, you can't really look too far ahead there. Yeah. You know, while we think they, they should be able to beat Hedgesville, you still can't count them out. I mean, yeah. it, it's sectional play, it's basketball, and that's what's great about these single elimination tournaments and also what can be frustrating about them is you could have the better team you could have the better regular season but if you just don't come out on that night Hedgesville could pull off the upset or anybody can knock off anybody so while you know on paper it should be a situation where Martinsburg reaches the sectional championship and then loses the spring mills most likely uh, it's certainly not guaranteed and that's the excitement of high school basketball in the mountain state and what we see in the march madness as well in the ncaa tournament i mean yeah that's what makes you know college and high school so much more exciting and you wouldn't see that really in the nba very often because like it's a seven game series but in high school and college you know it's one game any given game any given night uh, a team could play off and and fall and, and then you see a cinderella type run if your team just happens to be clicking at the right time so you know, still a lot of basketball left to be played, and Martinsburg still has some areas to improve if they want to, you know, get past past Hedgesville and get to that sectional championship where they would face Spring Mills and try to pull off a huge upset. But this game tonight, even if you don't win, I think you want to send a statement that you can be competitive with this Cardinals team, even though it seems like a big task at this point in the season. Yeah, definitely. Again, that game tonight on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, beginning around 7 p.m. tip-off set for around 7.30. Elsewhere around the EPAC and girls' hoops, 
Jefferson travels to St. Marie Goretti in Maryland. Uh, they did earlier in the season on January Maria Goretti 50 to 36, but both teams coming in right around the same record. Jefferson six and nine, Goretti at seven and nine. And uh, that could be a tough game for Jefferson to play tonight, and uh, it's definitely going to help them going down the stretch. But the momentum that they could have pulled off after that big win in overtime the other night against Martinsburg could help them propel them to could help propel them to a victory tonight. Yeah, it seems like Coach Damon Smith's been trying to get his team to play at the level that they played in the final moments against that Martinsburg game all season long. You know, when we had him on early in the year, he was very disappointed with how they had started the season, and then. It seemed like maybe they had got some things back early in the year uh, when they started picking up those wins, like we saw the James Wood game and then some of their other games at that point in the year. But then they had some players that were dismissed from the team and uh, injuries and stuff like that, so then they kind of lost their way. And I think that Martinsburg win, with the fact that they have a depleted roster right now, uh, you know they're they're missing players they have injuries they were down in that game for the majority of it and they come back and they win it in overtime that's the team that we expected to see from Jefferson in those final minutes all season and I think that's the team that coach Smith was expecting to see and if you can pick up the momentum now with a game against St. Maria Goretti which looks like a very winnable game on paper um, you can continue to build and continue to potentially be the team that we see make it to Charleston to join what we believe will be Spring Reynolds. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I don't want to sound like I'm taking a shot here at Jefferson because that's not what I'm doing. But if the win against Martinsburg, just how emotional it was, and after everything they've been through this season, the downs, the inconsistency, players no longer being in the program, injuries to starters does not bring together this team after an emotional win like that against Martinsburg, I don't think there is anything that truly will. So even if they do lose to Gretty, because I believe the first time they played, they did, correct? No, they won. They did win? I told you that. Okay. The boys. So it was the boys that yes. lost. Yes, thank you. But it, hopefully it's a big spark because this team still has a lot of capability left. We know the talent that they have. And I, I still think out of the three teams in that section, it's Jefferson that's the favorites. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a thing to say. I mean, it's hard because I mean, I it's Washington three teams. was right there with Spring yeah, Mills. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It it's kind of hard to. No, they're that all is three. The, the most wide open section uh, in the history of sections. <laughs> in the history of the EPAC. I don't know that to say. I <laughs> yeah, don't know that I'm to say for a fact. That was kind of a joke there. Um, but uh, other game tonight in girls' hoops, Musselman visits Hedgesville. We, uh, I believe we had that game earlier in the season. Uh, that game was on – pull it up for us here. It was like 51, 51 to, like 16. to 16 yep. on the 5th of okay. January. Uh, Nick well, pulling that one birthday. right there. Yeah. Memorable Remember, day. You were in the studio. Memorable day. Yeah, memorable day. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Musselman looking to get another victory tonight and improve to five and eight and four and three in the conference if they're able to get a win against Hedgesville. That's a building team. Talked off camera yesterday with Coach Matt Faircloth, and uh, you know he said it's the, like we've seen progress from even that game to the next game we saw, or even their game against Jefferson in December to you know games later down on in the season. But Musselman trying to fight its way uh, into that section two and potentially could you know make it to the, the regionals 
Yeah, they seem to be playing pretty good basketball right now, so I think Mossman should take care of business. But Hedgesville has gotten better, and they uh, did have a decent half scoring the ball against Washington, but it's still going to come down to, for them, you know, turnovers and, and can they execute on those possessions that they do have. All right, one other game tonight. That's in boys' hoops. Washington travels to Broad 40, Christian in Maryland. They're looking to get another victory, their third one on the season. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Later on in today's show at 1245, we'll be joined by head coach for the Shepherd Rams, Ernie McCook, down in Mobile. We'll get his take on uh, all the stuff we've seen on Twitter, as well as all the signees. 26 student-athletes have signed to Shepherd University for football. We'll get his take on that later, but after this, we'll talk Shepherd Hoops. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you can click want it and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. You know, Colin, you really don't know when to put your headphones on the signal that we're going back on the air. Ashen. What? You really don't know fashion. Why do you say that? Because what we were talking about off air. I don't necessarily like that, only because there's three letters on there. Well, it's not my... I wouldn't wear it because... What three letters? WVU. But I wouldn't wear it because I'm not a... I'm not like you. I'm not a WVU fan. I know, but you could still find it fashionable. I don't know. It's a weird color on color. 
Fair Colin enough. is a very fashionable man. I tried. I, I wouldn't go that far that I am fashionable. <laughs> All right, we okay. don't have a lot of time to mess around Not today. Like We've got a lot to talk about here. Um, Shepard, men's basketball, uh, they fell last night 59-57 to to Millersville in Millersville, or at Millersville, excuse me. And um, they fell to 11-10 and 10 and 8-7 and in the PSAC. That's their fifth game this season. They've lost by three or fewer points, which if you even got like two, three more wins, that would bump you up a few places in the mm-hmm. in the standings. Not all five. If you went three and two in those games, then you'd be in a better spot right now. But they fall once again. John Preston, though, did lead the way. He had a game-high 16 points. Not a lot of scoring in this one uh, when it comes to individuals. A lot of spread-out scoring, I guess I should say. Yeah, I think that I guess kind of the positive for Shepard is that they never led in the second half, so it's not like they blew a lead in this game, but they had to battle back consistently and couldn't quite take the lead. They got it down several times, had a shot at the end to win it from Preston, but it didn't go. So, um, you know, I mean, Shepard just, it, for whatever reason, they can't win these close games, it seems like, down the stretch, especially on the road. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked about it before. It's still a young team, so maybe this is why. But at this point in the season, you expect the young teams to mature and, and not make mistakes down the stretch. But in this game, it was a little bit different since you were trailing the entire way. You had to battle your way back. It's not like some of the other games where they've had leads or been exchanging leads. Um, so... This one's a little bit different, but it still stings. You know, this team keeps losing these these games that they're so close to winning and against teams that are just slightly ahead of them in the PSAC standings. While they have a good enough lead that they should be able to hold off a team like Kutztown for that final spot, your opportunity to move up and get a more favorable matchup in the first round is really slipping. So, um We'll see. I mean, Shepard's got another one against Lockhaven, so a team that obviously they were very close with last time. Uh, you know, can they bounce back this time and get the win on the road? It'll be tough to do. That's a solid Lockhaven team, but it's definitely a winnable game for Shepard, and that's, I think, from that perspective, uh, it's a positive that Shepard's been in so many close games because we we get this team is usually playing in winnable basketball games, but. When you're consistently, you know, falling in these very tight ones, it definitely hurts and it, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. The good news is that they still have three games uh, ahead of Cudstown in the standings and that sixth and final spot in the uh, postseason on the east side. But what hurts is Millersville's the team that's right above you. If you would have won last night, you'd have the head-to-head over them to – continue to try to get a better seed because you don't want to be going up against the top seed come postseason you don't want to be playing that toughest team on the road and if Shepard in these close games would have been the ones that could have squeezed out we could be potentially seeing a home game in the playoffs in the butcher center with a better environment that you're not the one having to face the hostility and the fans and the intenseness that gets put on you it's the other side and that hasn't been the case for Shepard because they keep coming out on the losing end 
Yeah, they, they really do, and they'll be back in action Saturday when they travel to Lock Haven, 3 p.m. contest. They did shoot 44.2% from the field, 35% from three, which beat Millersville's shooting percentage, 408 and 286 Uh the Rams only went to the free throw line, had eight foul shots in this game. They went four of eight, uh, and while Millersville went 13 of 19. So you make two more of those foul shots, you tie the game, you make three, you win the game. Yeah. You make one more shot, then you win the game. I mean, it's just, just like that, but uh, they'll be back in action, as I said, Saturday at Lock Haven at 3 p.m., <laughs> On to the women's side, they fell once again. They're now 0-20-0-15, the PSAC 81-55. Millersville only had a five-point lead, 40-35 at halftime, and Shepard was, you know, in the game. It was a five-point ball game, and and then, you know, things just fall apart. It just seems like this team can't play a full full game. Yeah, I mean, they're still trying to grow as a team. Uh, But, I mean, at this point, you're 0-20, I think – you know, it's hard to really pick out some positives for the Shepherd women's team at this point in the year. I agree, and being 0-20, it's kind of hard to find confidence and figure out something to give you confidence. Like, what what are you playing for at this point? You basically already playing know pride. that the season's done, but it, it, roster e- even with year. pride or maybe roster spots next year, is that enough to give a motivation to get a win this year? And right now, it doesn't seem like it. Who knows, honestly? We'll have to figure it out. We'll be at the women's game next Wednesday, though, when they take on, is it Chippensburg? Yes, senior day. That's not, that's the week after, isn't it? I should know this. I just put it into the, the notes this morning. Yeah. Uh, it is Mansfield. Yes, Mansfield. which is a win- winnable game for the Shepherd women, for what yeah. it's worth. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just some plant store any longer. Cabinets Designer Bedding out there living in his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackless Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back. Uh, the Orioles. I, th- I thought they were, s- were going to have this whole uh, revamp, multi decade private partnership that they wanted to make. Uh, uh, to revitalize the Camden Yard Sports Complex. Apparently, Angelos says, nah, I'm good. So we'll talk about that when we get back after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Go. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the Eastern Panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design redesign your dream website find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940 let's go to some beers mountaineer grill and pub conveniently located right off 81 at 214 mid-atlantic parkway mountaineer grill and pub offers many daily specials including happy hour 11 a.m to 6 p.m with two dollar domestic bottles and 250 domestic drafts monday night is trivia night thursday night is wing night and wednesday and sunday night is steak night let's go drink some beers mountaineer grill and pub you're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. I was waiting for Colin to start jamming out over there, but he's I was really waiting not. for you to jam out. You got to leave. Why am I back streets out? back? <laughs> All right, always love that during the show. Just a little uh, pizzazz during the show, but pizzazz—that's uh, quite the word. Nick, you want to talk about this Orioles thing going on? And maybe I got it wrong when I teased the segment here, uh, but they did decline, and you think they might go to Nashville? Nah, it's just a classic. You can't be putting that on there unless you're serious. That's I the, mean, that's, that's like the, joke the that, classic yeah. Oriole fan thing because uh, Nestor Apparaccio probably didn't say that right, but. Nestor, he owns WNST in Baltimore, or at least he used to, and he's banned from Camden Yards because of, because of his, uh, you know, like relations with the Orioles franchise, I suppose, things he says about them uh. Uh, in the Angelos family. Um, but his uh, whole thing is this team's leaving Baltimore, they're going to Nashville, and that starts, you know, a whole rift in the community of, Oh, the Orioles are going to Nashville, but they're not going to Nashville. Rob Manfred has made that clear. The Orioles have made that clear. And the state of Maryland has made that clear. So what's going on now is just the Orioles uh, had an option to extend their lease for the next five years at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. And they elected not to do that. But that's because they are trying to renegotiate a better deal for both sides. So... um, I would expect that to get done. I think they have until like midsummer to do that. So um, we'll see how that works out. But uh, you know, it could be, I guess, a little bit concerning as an Oriole fan that you know the five-year lease wasn't extended just because there has been that rumor. And even though I've never really bought into the Orioles leaving Baltimore, especially to go to Nashville, what, why the hell would they go there? But um, <laughs> Nashville's an up-and-coming place, Nick. I don't uh, know if you've been there. What are they going to be? The Nashville Hillbillies. Wow, that was not. Know. That was what not would be a good baseball mascot for the, they Nashville? They have they have a baseball team and they have a minor league team in Nashville. That's minor league, good for them. They can the Nashville Sounders, I think, is that right? The know. Titans, the Oilers. I don't know. <laughs> That's a football team name, and they're in Houston. Well, they were. All right. Well, a lot of stuff going on. What will be ten days until pitchers and catchers report or something like that? 
Um, yeah. We have a lot more baseball talk coming up. Yeah, thank God I'm a country boy. Might make more sense if they went to Nashville playing in the seventh inning than it does at Camden Yards. But Nashville Orioles does not. There are no. I mean, there might be Orioles in Nashville. I don't know. All right. There's Orioles in Baltimore? Question mark? Yeah, it's the state bird. That's true. You're right. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Shepard head coach, head football coach Ernie McCook, live from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. We'll get his take on uh, Joey and Tyson down there. And then the take on this big signing class, a 25-person, I believe, 25-member signing class. Excuse me, 32 student athletes. I don't know. I guess they added more. We'll talk about that after this two minute break. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best spot to catch all your favorite teams. Join us Monday for Dollar Wings and Monday Night Football. Thursdays on the patio for the Cornhole Tourney. Friday Night Lights with Happy Hour Specials or Saturdays during or after the college games for Steak Night. Get a ribeye or New York Steak for just $26.95. Ollie's has great food and drink menus too along with 17 TVs to watch any game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the mountain state. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the February 2nd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. And uh, we'll get him right on the show right now. We're joined by head coach of the Shepherd Rams football team, Ernie McCook, live from Mobile, Alabama, down there catching senior ball practice for two of his players. And Coach McCook, how's the scene down there? Uh, you know what? We're just getting to town. Uh, I got Coach Fine, Coach Hare, Coach Claire, and Coach Williams with me. And uh, – we're, the vibe is great, though. How's that sound? 
it sounds great. Uh, it's been a busy uh, 24 hours, I guess, technically into today. Because when I looked last night, you were at 26, and I checked back, you're at 32 now of guys that you've signed to National Letters of Intent to play for for your team next year. Yeah, we, we I think we had six to seven mid-year guys come in, as well as uh, the, the high school kids that are signing. Yes, sir. So we're our coaches did a great job. Um, Coach Wright, our recruiting coordinator, our coaches have been working their butts off, really trying to put a good class together so we can compete. We're losing a lot of good players. Coach, I think the first, I guess, question that stands out to me and probably many Shepard fans is uh, that you were able to sign a quarterback transfer in Seth Morgan from VMI and uh, what does he bring to the table? And I guess, how do you think he fits into the room and the competition there at quarterback? Well, you know what? Uh, we're going to have a new signal caller for the first time in five years. And uh, we've got the best player in Shepherd football history and to, uh, to replace. So we needed to make sure that uh, we went out and we're trying to sign the best high school player we can find. And we've got – we. We're hoping to have that wrapped up here in the next week. Uh, we're hoping to, when the transfer gives us a little, um, Seth Morgan gives us some game experience, but we also have some very comparable guys, Christian Etchison, Lech Powell, and Sammy Roberts, all that are going to compete in the spring and define what their role is here, kind of moving into the fall. But uh, competition is healthy. It makes your team better. And if you can have depth at that position, uh, I, I'm really, you know, that's what our goals are. But we're really excited to have Seth in the program. Uh, the few weeks that he's been on campus has been, you know, he's shown a lot of really positive things. So, it, uh, but we're we, we like we like that room right now. We're excited as well, and a few other transfers. I know Beiser being one, but uh, just talk about all the. Uh, let's stick with the transfers that have. Yeah, we've got a couple receiver transfers. Uh, Jeremiah Taylor from uh, Fairmont Hill from West Virginia State. Both guys, we think they're going to give a step in the wide receiver room. Really excited about Harold O'Neill. Um, you know, a linebacker, when he played at Lackawanna, we felt he was, a, and they played on our campus two years ago, we felt he was the best player on the field. Uh, Tyler Rozier, uh, he's a defensive lineman. We're really excited about him. Uh, Jackson Beiser, uh, we recruited him hard out of high school. There was coaching change, obviously, at Frostburg. Jackson's opted to transfer to us. Um, let's see, Avante Lockhart, another really good inside linebacker. So we, we felt we did a night, and uh, Geo, um, Safety we have from Fairmont, so we really feel good about the. You know, we we got some key members on defense, a couple good wide receivers uh, to help our offense out. So, got them in here for the spring. They'll be here and be ready to help us compete. Coach, that Lackawanna pipeline still alive and well. I see. Well, you know what, uh, the guys that have come from Lackawanna have been very productive in our football team. We feel like we have a very good relationship with their coaching staff. And they understand the players, the kind of player that we're looking for, and uh, we're able to, you know, have a good relationship there. Yes, sir. And coach, you guys were able to add uh, several high school kids from around the area. Um, yeah. And that seems to be, you know, really a trend for your program. And 
How much do you think, uh, I guess, not only having guys you know, on the team from the local schools, but also the fact that so many big-time contributors have come from the local schools, and I guess how do you think that helps you land more local talent and uh, really have that connection with the EPAC yeah. schools? You, you know, we, we, you and I, we've guys, we've talked about this during the season, and uh, the, being able to recruit the local players and that they feel good about the culture of our football program and want to be a part of it uh, is very important to myself and our coaching staff. Uh, we want our guy, We want guys that grew up here in the area that played their high school football uh, that want to be close to their families and uh, feel really good about being a part of the Shepherd University football program. If you and if you look at any small college, uh, you know, Division two, Division three, even FCS programs, they're gonna they're gonna do well with the local schools. You know, I I think some you know sometimes, you know that that's that's just important to us. Coach, how do you think to the success of Tyson and now Joey getting his recognition with the senior bowl and everything helps your program recruiting moving forward because guys can have that dream of playing D1 but you can come to Shepherd and your dreams of playing at the NFL now can be a reality you can get looked at you see yeah. several guys getting yeah. those invites now well you know it's it's the fact that it goes back to we were a good spot for two local guys Two really good football players that were one, you know, Joey from Clear Spring, Tyson from Martinsburg. That two guys that felt good about being in, in the program. So, kind of, it's a nice segue into talking about those guys. But you know, the best players in the area feel good about playing football at Shepherd is a great deal. Um, you know, we in all our recruiting fellows, uh, we tell our recruits, hey, it's nice to have NFL prospects. It's nice to have that. But that dream and to work towards that, but we're more proud of developing graduates that are going to go out and have great professional careers in whatever they choose to do. Uh, that's who we really are. Uh, we're not any kind of small college, uh, you know, building block for the NFL. We've just been able to have some NFL type talent play for us. Coach McCook, what's you and your staff most excited for with this class this year? And then is, are, are there any other people that you know that uh, soon could be uh, well, committing? You know what? Every player that we've signed with us, I can tell you, has got a lot of value to our program. Uh, we're, we're really excited about the offensive line freshmen that we signed. We feel, I feel like it might be the best group of guys that we've signed in a long time holistically as an offensive line group. Um, Really like uh, the D corners that we signed. Uh, we signed some really good high school defensive backs. So, I, 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 but I'm overall really pleased with the overall class. You know, you should feel good about it because you spent a lot of time working on them and uh, you know recruiting them. And our coach, right, our recruiting coordinator, had this job of you know having a plan. I mean, fellas, we played up until December 10th. We had the day before Christmas, the day after Christmas off. Had a day before New Year's, day after New Year's off, but and then we've been, we've been pretty much working as a staff to put this class together. And coach, do you anticipate any more uh, lingering signings coming up here in the next couple weeks? I, I yeah, there's there's a couple that are out there. We're hoping to get done. Yes. 
I think we all hopeful hopeful that that one specifically gets done. But uh, let's move on here and talk about the two guys that you guys are going down to see. Uh, they've gotten national recognition over the last few days, and Joey Fisher back to his practices yeah. at the uh, NFLPA Bowl last sure. week. What have, yeah, Joe, Joey really showed at the NFLPA. Got an invite to the Senior Bowl, but during the game in the NFLPA game, he broke a knuckle. Uh, so he's not participating right now. He's uh, he's now injured and out of the out of the senior bowl. So he came down. He did the measurables measurements. Uh, he did the interviews with the NFL coaches and scouts that were down here. And now he's back in Florida training. Uh, it's a minor injury. Won't set him back. Uh, but what he did at the NFLPA and you know Ronnie Brown did a heck of a job too, man. Ronnie really played well at the NFLPA game and. Really proud of what he's done. Um, and then, of course, Tyson. Tyson's killing it. Uh, but that's all what we've all expected, man. Tyson, just he just outshines. And, you know, looking forward to seeing him today in person. And uh, so we're, we're really excited about that. Coach, uh, I guess just the fact that you are seeing so many guys, you know, with the opportunity potentially – uh, to go to the next level, that's got to be exciting for the program, and uh... it really is exciting. There's no question about it. You know, it, it is exciting that you know Shepard is. You know, but we've had such a good football team for the last 30 years, and we've had guys that have played at the next level, and so it's it is it's awesome with what social media has brought, but. You know, I, I still go back to Howard Jones when he ran three straight four three forties, and I, I feel like uh, obviously Wayne Wilson back in the eighties uh, got us on the map, but I thought Howard Jones was the guy that really took off for us. And uh, back when Howard played, and you know, but the, the fact that we might have two guys legitimately legitimately drafted is real. It's awesome. It's exciting, and really happy for them. And a lot, I love the energy that's brought. Uh, to our program I, th- I think it's pretty it's great coach our intern and your former player Gerald Wright has the final question for you okay hey coach how you doing um I just good, wanted Gerald. to ask how are you man I'm good man N- nice to talk to you it's been a while yeah um I just wanted to ask how is Alabama are you enjoying it out there uh you know what I- I've spent a couple summers down here in Mobile I love I love LA I love uh lower Alabama the Mobile area, um, it's a great place. You know, we're coming down for a iconic high college all-star game, uh, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna tailgate a little bit as coaches. We're gonna be fans in the stands, and uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful place. All right, Coach McCook, thanks for the time. Enjoy the time down there, and we'll talk here in the next few months. All right, sounds good. Thank you, guys. All Thank right. you, See you, Gerald. Bye. Bye. That was head coach for the Shepherd Rams, Ernie McCook, and Gerald got the shout out there. Yeah, you got the see a Gerald. We didn't even get like to see a Spencer, Nick, and Colin. We didn't play for Coach McCook. That's true. Because I'm true. making my return. Whoa! You announcing something right here? Mm-hmm. You up to something? You got something up your sleeve? We over getting there? something official right now? Yeah. Is he dropping his name out of the portal and coming back for his two years of eligibility? Now he's graduate keep degree. Quiet. <laughs> uh, who knows? I've been I've been hearing everything you guys are saying and um. I'm liking what Shepard is doing with the recruiting. Uh, they just signed that quarterback from VMI, so 
I'm liking what's going on right now. Well, I think everyone's anticipating Coach McCook might be anticipating as well. Another quarterback signing next week. Nice. Uh, But we'll keep that till it becomes official. But again, thanks to Coach McCook for hopping on with us today. I know he's busy down there in Mobile as they were (laughs) – we answered the phone. He was – they were trying to figure out where they were going to park, I think, (laughs) was the issue that was going on when he answered the phone. Uh, But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Uh, We'll be on tonight for some EPAC girls hoops action as Spring Mills travels to Martinsburg. uh, 7 p.m.-ish pregame, 7.30 tip. Uh, for our intern, Gerald Wright, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow or tonight on EPAC Hoops. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, weather, sports. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Winchester.